0: And as we're turning, there we go, Lord, in prayer. Father God, we thank you again for this wonderful opportunity to come before you, Lord. And we just thank you for the wonderful opportunity to serve and to worship you, Lord. And just, we just thank you for all that you're doing and all that you're doing in our lives, Lord. We can't thank you enough for uh, doing just just being you, Lord, and for being yours, Lord. And, and uh, that's not that you are ours, Lord, but we are yours. And we thank you for that, Lord. And I pray that we put ourselves... Uh, under your leadership, Lord, that we put ourselves and place ourselves under your mighty hand, Lord, that we don't think for any instance uh, that we can control you or or for any instance that, that you are to do what we say, Lord, but that we would be servants of you, Lord, that we would be sons and daughters called by you, Lord, that we would do that which you've called us to do and not be afraid of what comes against us and not be afraid of what stands before us and not be afraid of uh, what's coming behind us, because we know in whom we've trusted, and we believe, Lord, that you're going to do a mighty and great thing and a mighty and great uh, work in our life, Lord. And we just thank you for that. And the reward and the eternity is for to be forever with you, Lord. To be absent with the body, and Lord, is to be present. Uh, with you. And we just thank you for the uh, hope and the high calling that you called us to and our destination rests with you, Lord. And we thank you for that. So Lord, as we uh, uh, expound or or speak your word today, Lord, if you don't speak, uh, Lord, may we not speak. And Lord, let us only hear the things that you would want us to hear, that we may be forever changed. Uh, by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here to have your will, have your way in this church today. For without the power of the Holy Spirit, we are powerless. And we thank you, Lord, uh, for your Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray you pour it out in Jesus' name. We ask these things. Amen. Amen. As the Lord is teaching in uh, the book of Luke, and it says that he ascends up to a high place and he begins to uh, teach different uh, things. and. And some hard sayings we see. Uh, let me get there. Um, he begins to speak some hard sayings and some hard things uh, to the crowd. And there's some things that he's saying that are hard to comprehend, hard to understand. Uh, sometimes they. Uh, I, let me just get there. And then we're going to look at that today building a life. Uh, leaving a legacy, and I don't know which way the Lord's going to go today. I don't know how He's going to do this. I have some stuff uh, written down here, but I think that He's going to take a different uh, way today. But Jesus is teaching to the multitudes. He ascends up on the high place, and He begins, uh, and Matthew is a little precursor to this, and Luke, and He begins talking about, How you can be happy uh, and and be mourning at the same time. You can be happy and be poor at the same time. You can be happy uh, and be meek. You can be happy or blessed and be merciful. And he says that you are to persevere. You are to be like light. You are to be like salt, a preservative, and all of these things. You are to be these things and, and. and righteous in your thinking and and right in your doing and and you are to right all wrongs and you are to approach those who have wronged you and and made those things right and he goes on into saying how marriage is sacred and how divorce was for the hardness of the hearts and to keep the words not by giving oath, but by keeping your due diligence as you serve the Lord. He goes on to talk about giving alms and he's Going through all these things, he talks about prayer, seeking, serving the Lord, uh, and and when people wrong you, turn the other cheek, and don't you know that you've chosen a good path, and there's a wide path and a narrow path, and you choose uh, this narrow path and this good uh, path, and I know that it don't look exciting, and I know that it don't look like the way that the many people are going, but take that uh, narrow path, and then he comes to the point, And and, you know, these are some hard sayings, but we've got to keep in mind, though they're some hard sayings, they are His sayings. They are His sayings. And He he talks about in 46 right here, and He says, Well, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I tell you to do? Why would you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things uh, that I tell you to do? And perhaps we do call Him Lord, Lord. Perhaps we know about Him today. Perhaps we've heard about Him today. Perhaps we've seen Him. Him working and willing in the lives of others today. And and perhaps that's where we're at. And and, and the enemy, don't think that he couldn't deceive you into thinking uh, that in such a way that he would allow you to think that you don't need the Lord because you already have the Lord just because things are not coming against you like they do other people because the enemy is good at tricking you into thinking that you've got it all together and that you don't need him, so therefore you must be right with him. You must be right with him. And he said, but there is a uh, an instance where that you can call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I tell you to do. You can call me Lord, Lord, and not be who I've called you to be. You can call me your Lord, and I can still not call you my son just because you call me your Lord. Perhaps you've heard about this thing. Perhaps the enemy has tricked you uh, in areas of your life because of ease and, and contentment uh, uh, that you don't, Think that you need to call out to Him. And that since struggles make you call out to the Lord, that the Lord uses struggles to strengthen us, perhaps the enemy has given you contentment so that you never struggle, so that you don't call out. Uh, Don't think that the enemy comes against people that's not against him. He's not worried about the ones that are not against him. He's not going to make it rough on someone who's not making it rough on him. You're already deceived. You're already... Uh, at that point so one trick of the enemy could be uh, to deceive you into thinking that you don't need the Lord that you don't that you are that you already have the Lord because the, the Lord teaches right here in Luke he says that there there's, or in Matthew in this same account he says there's some that call me Lord Lord and, and did I not do this in your name and did I not talk about this and talk about what you've done and how you've done it and, and, and done these things in your name and he said, I'm sorry I never knew you I never knew you. And I says, well, wait a minute. All that call upon the name of the Lord can be saved. Yeah, but he says, just because you talked about what I've done and you've seen what I've done, I never knew. You never knew me. You never knew me in the way that I wanted you to. We never. You never. We never came together. We never came together. And he's and he's talking to this crowd, and he says, why would you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things that I say? And you know what? The enemy can't uh, do much about. Uh, you hard headed Christians, blood bought Christians, sanctified, sacrificed, saved Christians uh, that said though whatever comes my way, I will stand in the cross and, the, and my Savior. I love the Lord with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. The enemy can't do much about you. He comes against you, he, he fights against you, but he don't do much he can't do much about uh, that but he can do whatever it takes for the hard hearted for the hard hearted. Because you hard-headed, blood-bought Christians aren't going anywhere, but the hard-hearted people who think that they do know the Lord, they're not going anywhere either. And that's the ones that need to come, the ones that aren't going anywhere. And I'm talking about the ones that are not going to church and not coming because they've just been deceived and thinking that, that they're already there. They already have that. They don't need that. They already have that. And, if, and, and He can deceive you into thinking that, then He can keep you out of the purpose and the plan that God has for your life. And He can do that. He says, so therefore, uh, he, he talks about this, Why would you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things I, I say? And then in 47, He says something, he says, Whosoever comes to me and hears my saying and does them, a hearer and a doer, I'll show you what he's like. I'll show you what he's like. Jesus had some hard sayings, but these are uh, his sayings. But sometimes the simplest things that he gives us are the things that we need to hear the most. And he says, okay, so he says in 47, Whosoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you what he's like. He's like a man who built a house and he dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood rose, the stream beat vehemently or violently upon the house, uh, and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. Matthew says that the rains fell, the winds blew, and the floods—excuse me—and the floods came. And the house stood. And he says in forty-nine, though he says, uh, uh, "But he that heareth the word and don't do the word is like a man without a foundation uh, who built a house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat violently, and immediately it fell, and the ruin of the house was great." The ruin of the house was great. So Lord, help me. So Lord, help me. I don't know which way I'm going to go with this. I got a one way I, I, I wanted to go with this, but I think I'm going to try this. Uh, we're just going to listen for this. A minute. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you. So the Lord says, tell them what you have, what you see, and what you heard. you have. In Jesus' name. As a young man, as a young man, you know, let me just just read this. This is what the Lord showed me this morning. It's probably better if I just show you what He showed me than to tell you what I wrote. The Lord showed me this this morning. Before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet to the nations. And I said, Lord, I can't speak. I'm just a child. And the Lord said, don't say that I'm a child. Uh, thou shalt go and all that I shall send you And whatever I command you That shall you speak Don't be afraid of their faces For I am with you to deliver you And I will put my, you put forth your hand And until you touch my mouth And the Lord said behold I put my words In your mouth And I wanted to Amen. preach this today And I wanted to preach this but I'm going to tell you I'm more scared of him than I am of you Amen. I, I'm sorry I'm more scared of him than I am of you uh, So So this is what we're going to talk about. Whosoever whosoever comes to me and hears my saying and does them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house. He dug deep. He laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood rose and the streams came and the winds came and the rain came and the storm came and it beat violently on that house and it could not be shaken for the foundation was on a rock. But he that heard the word Uh, But he that heareth and don't do it is like a man without a foundation built upon a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently or violently and immediately it fell and the ruin of the house was great. When I was a young man and I come straight out of school, uh, coming up, we was raised in church, we was raised in vacation Bible school, we went to Evening Star, we uh, did all this stuff at 10 years old, I give my life to the Lord because uh, they were having baptism that Sunday uh, and there was about 10 of my buddies went up there and they said would anybody else like to be baptized and I said yes I would and I came up there and I got baptized and it meant really nothing to be honest with you, it just meant nothing. But I did that, and we went on to church, and and uh, and. But now we, but, but I lived with mom and daddy, and mom and daddy had a, uh, we had we lived in an abusive relationship, and uh, they got a divorce, and uh, we moved in with nanny and papa, and they had a stable home, they had a Christian home, they had a, a nice home, uh, uh and papa was a hard worker, and nanny was a hard worker, papa was a hard worker, and nanny was a hard believer, both of them. He was a deacon, she was a believer uh and i moved in with nanny uh and mama remarried and went on and and uh and and did great things with her life as well and i grew up uh and moved on and uh and got out of school at uh, 18 when i graduated school i got married and we had two children i had a home i had dreams and i had desires and and the lord had placed this on my heart and and we had come together and we had a home we had a family we had cats we had dogs we had uh, everything that we could ever imagine, we had a job, we both went to work, uh, and, we, and, and I had my time, and she had her time, and I had my money, and she had her money, and I had my habits, and she had her habits, and I had my desires, and she had her desires, and, and uh, that lasted for several years, and, and, uh, and the day finally came to when, Uh, We cannot do this thing anymore. And Nanny had told us year after year after year, listen, if you don't get yourself in church, if you don't get yourself right, if you don't submit and surrender uh, to His mighty hand, you'll never make it. You're not going to make it this way. It's not going to ever work this way. Uh, Y'all can't continue to live this way. And I could hear it, and I heard it, and I heard it, and I heard it for years. And I got a book uh, from her uh, in 2000 that says that He knows every tear that you've cried and and He knows every thought that you've ever had. And if you'll just pray these prayers, He loves you and He wants to change your life. And I still got the book. And as you can tell, the spine's not even broke. Because I was a hearer only. I was a hearer only. That's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to, uh, whatever it took to get her off my back. Long story uh, short, uh, that marriage wrecked and failed. It failed, and every dream that I had, every desire that I had, everything that I had intended and I had placed in place and I had planned for our life and our family and outings and all that stuff just swirled down the drain. Well, and she went her way, and the kids went with them, and I went my way, and the kids came every other weekend, and we did those things for year after year, and I uh, lived my life in the world. And I ran for several years, Uh, and in 2005 I met Amanda, uh, and we were still in the world. And in about in 2006, uh, uh, some things that were out of my control happened, and uh, the Lord hemmed me up. He got me in a place where I couldn't move. He got me in a place where I I, there was nowhere to turn. I could turn here, there, but I could go nowhere. Could go no farther. And I looked to him, and I uh, met him. I met a guy, uh, and, and he, he taught a Bible study one time, one, one, one night. And uh, Nanny had, had sent me a letter uh, because, you know, Nanny, you know how praying grandmothers are. You know how prayers are. Uh, they may not physically teach, speak to you, but it don't stop them from sending you something. It don't stop them from praying. It don't stop them from sending you a care package. It lets you know we're thinking about you. Even though I can't physically touch you, know that I'm with you. She's almost, that prayer warrior is almost like the Heavenly Father that says, know that I'm leaving the 99 and coming to get you. And though you can't see me coming, I'm there. Though you can't hear me, I'm speaking. Though you can't feel me, I'm reaching. I'm touching. And she sent letters. And this man, he was doing a... Uh, a prayer group and I went and I listened and I went back after that meeting and I gave my life to the Lord. And I said, Lord, if 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 this I, I gotta have more. This don't work. This does not work. And so I surrendered and I give my life to the Lord. And and uh, from that point on I, I had remembered some things uh, uh, that I had seen in my child. I remembered how Papa worked and I remembered how they always went to church and I remembered how Nanny always sat at the kitchen table. And I remembered how she always had her Bible open and she always was looking and she always was reading. And so the next morning I got up with a Gideon Bible and we thank you, Brother Otis, for the ministry that y'all do. And we got, I got this Gideon Bible out and I began to open that Bible and I began to read and that was in 2006. And I'd love to sit here and tell you that every day for the last 16 years uh, I have opened that Bible up every morning and read. Uh, but I haven't opened that Bible up every morning and read. But it's been closed it's been close some things are out of my control some, things, uh, some mornings I couldn't get up and read but I'm like I, 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 I got that I got up every morning and I began to read I began to read and I began to look and I began to listen and I began to to, to, to pray I began to pray and the Lord began to show me some things and we started and so I got back with Amanda because uh, we were not going to we, we was on the outs we wasn't, we wasn't no more together at this point in time, but, we, but but we were talking, and I said, "Well, listen, I'm going to church," and so she went to church with me. She give, she rededicated her life to the Lord. Uh, we got in church, and uh, we went started going up here in Asheville. Then we went to Heritage, and I know this is a long story, but it's going to get better. Amen. And uh, so, we, and Brother Joey had come alongside of us, yes. and uh, he and our, as a spiritual father, and he took us in, and he began to uh, to minister to us. He began to minister and tell us. He began to tell us what we needed. You know, this is, and not tell us what we need to do. We, we got under his ministry. He was preaching the word. He was preaching the word. And so we went to him. Uh, we're not married. living together. I went to him and said, listen, we know that uh, there's some, we, 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 we know that we're not doing right because we're living together. And he said, I said, what do, you, what do you think we need to do? He said, if you're coming to me and telling me that you're living together and not doing right, you already know what to do. You already know what to do. And so we went, and got married, and we come back, and the Lord began to move in our life because He's a God of structure and order. He's a God of structure and order. He does things; He don't do things out of order. He does things right. In the beginning, God created these things and these principles so that they would work, build off one another. So we got, we began to, uh, we came together, one as a marriage, as a couple. We came together uh, as a couple underneath uh, His headship. Uh, and we was under Joey's ministry, began to teach Sunday school, uh, began to do those things. Felt this uh, 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 calling on me to become a deacon. We, so uh, after several years, uh, became a deacon. Uh, and then uh, through some other stuff, uh, went to church planning We got to plan a church. And then I got to talking to Brother Joey one day. Now, I remember I had a book that says, hey, the Lord hears every tear and knows every cry that you have. Uh, and he loves you, and he wants to change your life. And I got my Brother Joey, and he said, and I, and I told him, I said, listen, I feel something more. I feel like something's. I had gotten in the book uh, talking about Peter, and he told Peter, he said, you can only go this far, and you can't go no farther in the way you're at, where you're at. You can't go no farther in the condition that you're in. And that's in, uh, but in John 13. And uh, so I told Joey, I said, listen, I think I have a. Uh, the Lord's calling me into something greater and something bigger and something better. And he said, well, listen, you be praying about it. I'm going to be praying about it. And I want you to uh, get uh, uh, Tozer Christian Leadership. I want you to get this uh, devotion. And I want you to uh, start reading this devotion. I'm going to read this devotion. And we're going to come together in a couple of weeks. And we're going to talk about this thing. So I got home and I told Amanda, I said, go on Amazon and get uh, Tozer Christian Leadership. And so we found it used, conditioned, uh, in good shape for $6 used at Amazon. We didn't go buy it brand new. The book comes in. I opened the book of the cover. Now, we bought this at Amazon. I opened the book up, and it says, Jeff, it's come from Amazon. Jeff, may these devotions, Now I was asking the Lord if I had a call on my life. Amen. And it says, Jeff, may these devotions pierce your soul, producing a deeper sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and a fuller understanding to what it truly means to have a pastor's heart. We love you, Mom and Larry. Oh, yeah. tell Loretta thank you. And, uh, and it was confirmation. This is a used book that came from an Amazon distribution center somewhere I don't know where uh, to, to Amanda Phillips not Jeff because we do everything in her name she does all the all the ordering and it's just amazing uh, that the confirmation and we begin and then so we I get back with Joe showing that we talk about all these things and and uh, I, I, anyway longer story longer uh, we get to doing these things and brother Chris calls and we're here today and we love that and <laughs> all this and, and we're thankful for that. But it has nothing to do. Uh, it has everything to do with that. But w- but what you what you don't what you see here today is it is is not what what it took to get here. Yeah. This is suit. This is not what I went through to be here. Because it says that whosoever comes to me and he hears these words. But he don't do them. Can't do this. Can't do this. He can't have these things. Now I'm not telling you to covet. I'm telling you that if you want to be all that God's called you to be, and you want this thing to work, you can't do it just by hearing the Word of God. I can tell you now. Faith comes by hearing. Now, I'm not don't, don't don't shoot me yet. Don't shoot me because we can be the head and not the tail. Above only, blessed in the city, blessed in the field, walking in grace, walking in goodness, walking, and it sounds wonderful. And it sounds wonderful to have mercy and goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life, but it don't follow you if you don't walk. It, It won't follow you if you won't walk. And he says you can be blessed in the city and blessed in the field, but you can't receive the blessing in the city if you stay in the field. And you can't believe you can't receive the blessing in the field if you just stay in the city only. And so there's a, he says that you can be a hearer and not have. But when you're a doer. And that's what it's all about. He he, he he's, he's talking different. It's, it, uh, we've been talking about seed time and harvest. Those are those are great. I mean, I love to plant the corn and watch it come up and sit at the house and cut the spigot on. But He ain't talking about seed time and harvest right here. He's not talking about you sowing and watching and reaping. We can do those things. He says that as long as the earth lasts, there will always be seed time and harvest. We can sow and reap. You can pay your tithes. He'll... He'll make sure that you're blessed, that your finances are secure. You can give your offerings, and He'll make sure that you're sustained. You can give alms, and He'll make sure that you're satisfied. That's the way. That's giving, and that's sowing, and that's reaping. And He says, But right here, there's something different going on. This is called building. This is building. This is where you got to do something. This is where you got to get up and put something in. This is where you got to set the clock and get up and go to the table before work. Or either you got to go there after work and you got to do like like those who went before you did. You know what? Nanny was at the table reading her Bible and she was praying for me, but it doesn't help me today. It got me here, but it don't help me today. Because I need to sit at my own table reading my own Bible, praying for my own family. I've got to do that. And my family's got to sit at His table and His Bible and pray for His family. Because the prayers of a righteous man avail much, but my prayers will get you there, but they won't keep you there. They'll get you in the place that this is what Nanny's, this is what Nanny's faithfulness and my mama's faithfulness did. It got me to a place where I couldn't go any farther. Amen. And it, I couldn't move no more. But until I said, Lord, I surrender, and this is what I want to do, not my will, but your will, because every dream I've ever had crumbled. Every plan I've ever had fell through. Every financial decision I ever made, I got the car, but I couldn't make the payment. You give me the house, but they repossessed it. Because I learned I was a hearer only, that I could have it, but I I didn't want to do what it took to keep it. I didn't want to do what it took to make sure to maintain this thing. And he says, you can be a hearer, and you can have it, but you can't keep it. Because two people built two houses in the same place. It said there was two there was two houses there. And one built on the sand and one built on the rock. And he didn't build on the sand because there was no rock. And he didn't build on the rock because there wasn't any sand. He was willing to dig. He was willing to dig down deep to get down to the solid place. To get, and to get down to the place that will stand because he knew that he had to build a structure. He knew that he had to have something that would withstand the test of time. It, they were both in the same place. They both had the same opportunities. They were both in there, and but one was willing to dig and one was not. One was not. So I realized... And all this, excuse me, I, I, and I feel an urgency, and a need for this was was that when you when you when you folks well, when you find yourself here, when you find yourself here, and your neighbor's digging, and you're digging, and their walls are going up, and you're not, you're you're still digging. Don't be covetous. Don't desire what they got. Amen. Don't say, well, how, how, how come How come theirs is going up faster than mine? How come they they're already got their walls standing up and I, I'm just now getting to the rock? How, how, how come their, their ceilings is going in and, and their roof's going up, uh, Lord, and, and, and I'm just now uh, getting some block laid on my foundation? Don't be covetous about how quick their building's going up and how slow yours is going up. Because you know what? It's better for you to have to dig deep than to dig shallow because the deeper you dig, the higher you can go. Amen. That I mean, that there's a, a deep foundation is a blessing. A shallow foundation is not. Uh, the slab houses are one story mostly. A basement uh, with a footer under it uh, the two and three stories. I'm not wanting one generation... To live in this house. I'm wanting my kids, 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 and kids to be blessed. I'm wanting this, I don't want a shallow foundation. So don't get discouraged if it takes a while to dig your foundation. Don't get discouraged if your neighbor's walls is going up a little quicker than yours are. Don't get discouraged don't, and don't get distracted by it. Don't get distracted. It says they both had a house and they both dug. Because because there is coming a time, just like with seed, time and harvest. It says that there's a time to plant and there's a time to to reap. Well, it also says that the winds are going to blow. You might as well face it, this life ain't a cakewalk. Christianity is hope, help, faith. It's the only way to maintain. But life blows, winds come. It says that winds come. It says, what does it say? That rains come. It rains on the just and the unjust. It rains. And, uh, uh, well, let's see, Matthew talks about it. it. The winds, the rain, the, and the flood comes. And the floods come. Luke says it just a little bit different. It says that he built a house and the floods came. Now, in Matthew it says that, you, you know, the rains and the wind and the rain and, uh, and the wind and the rain came. Well, some of these things that we go through in life, we can hear them coming. You can tell. You hear the thunder. You know the storm's coming. You know to cover up the lawnmower. You know to get everything in order. Wind begins to blow. You know to batten down the hatches. Get everything in order. Uh, And you know these things are coming. But in Luke, he gives it just a little bit different take. Sometimes it rains way upstream. And you didn't even, you, you had no idea it was coming. Sometimes life just comes at you when you don't even know where he blindsides you. And you don't understand what's coming. And you don't understand the doctor report. You don't understand uh, the medical report. You don't understand why your kids do this thing. Because it wasn't raining at your house. You just lived downstream. And the, and, the, and these things come to you too. And he says the thing about it is, 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 is got to be ready and be able to stand in those times. you got to be ready and be able to stand in those times. So when you're looking, and and you know what, both houses there, one of them didn't stand. One of them didn't stand. When the when life come at them, when life it all it had, when the enemy comes, life. A lot of times it's not even the enemy; it's just life. It's just life coming at you, and 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 don't covet uh, the one who didn't dig deep, because the difference is not. In the amount that he had or the way that he built and, and how big he got. The difference was was you was able to stand. You was able to stand those tests. You was able to stand those times because of a foundation. Because of a foundation that you have. And the foundation that you were anchored down in. And you can hear the wind. You can hear the rain. But when the floods come, you got to be ready. You've got to be ready. And the deeper your foundation, the deeper you have your foundation, the more you have. We talk about building a life and the signs that leaving a legacy. That's because that's what we want to leave. So what is our foundation built on? Nothing less but Jesus Christ and righteousness, the blood of Jesus and the cross of Christ. That's what the foundation is on. Because once I figured out uh, that my dreams, my hopes, and my desires... Uh, were no longer in my hands and in my control, and I give them to Him, they became a greater reality, and they began to stand the test of time. They began to stand the heartaches and troubles of life. They began to stand uh, uh, the passions and, 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 and the sinful nature that I had, because I began to understand how this thing worked, uh, that because He saved me, I'm saved. That's my foundation, that, that nothing can pluck me out of His hand. That I'm saved in the cross of Christ. I'm forgiven. No more condemnation. There is none in me. There is none because of Him. And I begin to look. And I stand on the Word. Because when the enemy comes in like the flood, He has set up a standard against it. And I stand on the Word of God. And I believe in the Word of God. But I don't want to be a hearer only. I don't want to be a hearer only. But because unless I do something about it, then I can't stand I can't stand because doing is the example. Doing is the evidence. Hope is faith. It's the the substance. It's the evidence of this thing. And so my foundation is is in my salvation. It's in that I'm saved by grace. Uh, And you say, well, okay, well salvation comes by grace. It's not by works. No, but I am His workmanship. I'm His workmanship. He says I'm saved by grace, not by works, but unto good works. Unto good works. And until I begin to work this thing, I can enjoy this thing. Unless I work it, it's going to work me. I'm going to worry. I'm going to be anxious. I'm going to be depressed. I'm going to be uh, in a mess. Uh, because you know what? I used to, and and, I, and the Lord's showing me this this in the last couple of weeks because I used to look for Amanda's approval until she started teaching the children's church, and then He showed me in Jeremiah, I will not be confounded or afraid of your faces. I will do what you say, and I look for His approval. And boy, I'm gonna tell you what—a burden has been lifted off of me. Amen. A burden has been lifted off of me. I used to, I used to live, I used to look for nanny and mama's prayers until I realized that there's one who ever lives to make intercession on my behalf. And before I knew you, I called you, and I ordained you, and I have set you, and I have placed you. Don't you want that for your life? Don't that what you want for your life? It only comes through the cross of Jesus Christ that you know that you know that you know that your eternity is 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 sealed. That 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 don't need to be any more issue with you. That should be not any more issue with anybody uh, who has placed their trust in Jesus Christ. So what do we do now? We trust in His promises and 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 and, the, and a process in which He uses to weed out that stuff that is not of Him. And he's of you. And he does it. And he, and he does it in every area of your life. Because he shed his blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And this is how I overcome this in my life. And I'll give you this just a few things right here. And then Brother Chris will come. This is how I overcame it in my life. I realize how precious the blood of Jesus was. I I realized how precious the blood of Jesus was, and that He bled in every area of my life that I may be free from sin. Do you realize that in every area that you had a problem with in your life, He bled there. He bled there when you when you fought the law. He was circumcised, and the law. I came to not do away with the law, fulfill the law. I fulfill the law in every area of your life. First thing He took care of was the law. First thing He took care of was the law. And then what did they do? Placed the crown of thorns on His head. Because I'm going to tell you what, if you knew what some of the stuff that I thought, you wouldn't listen to me today. But because I can have the mind of Christ and that this mind can be redeemed, and I can think His thoughts, His ways, because His thoughts ain't my thoughts, and His ways ain't my ways, and until I surrender and submit to Him, i got to change. He's not going to change and say, okay, well, you don't understand like I do, so I'm going to understand like you do. That ain't how it works. He says, I understand this way. you got to understand this way, because if my, my thoughts are going to be your thoughts, your thoughts will never be my thoughts. He's God. He's sovereign. So when they did redeem my mind, let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. When He bled in His beard, it was for my guilt and for my shame. And then they give His back to the beating. It was for my healing and for my iniquities. And I know that He bled in every area of my life so that I could be free. I don't have any shame because He took my shame. I don't have these thoughts. I, I can overcome these thoughts and take these thoughts captive because of the crown of thorns that was placed every area of his head the beard and his hands these hands are are redemptive hands now these hands reach now they don't take they give they don't push they gather these are some giving gathering and he changed the way I do things and the way I reach things and the way that I handle things or handle difference because he bled in the way that I work and in my feet I walk Worthy of the call, which is in Christ Jesus, and I run after the Father, and I chase the One who chased me, and I walk in His commandments, and I walk in His statutes, and in everything that I set my heel to, whether it be north, south, east, and west. If you Abraham, you, this you can have these things because you're walking worthy of the call that it, because He is redeemed me from where I was unto where I am. Yes, amen. And He pierced the side. Which is to say the veil of the flesh that all may enter in. Everything that separated you from what God intended, He removed it through the blood of Jesus Christ. He removed it. And there is why there is nothing as solid as the blood. There is nothing as solid as Jesus Christ. And that's the foundation that he's talking about building on because these are the things that the enemy comes in and he, and he wants to, to hinder you. Because I don't want to, let me put a better spin on this uh, as we close. The winds came and the rains came and the floods came and, and you were able to stand and he wasn't able to stand uh, because the enemy threw these things at you. Okay, Christian, who've been pouring in, who dug deep who dug in the foundation and you did stand what about the what about the wind the mighty rushing wind what about that mighty rushing wind that blew what about when that holy spirit comes on you can you can you submit can you stand that day can you handle it when the holy spirit tells you to go and do something that's the kind of wind we're up against that's the kind, not the wind the enemy puts in of any wind of doctrine that pushes us out to sea. I'm talking about a mighty rushing wind that you're able to stand and be a house and a temple of Almighty God. What about the rain that comes that He talks about in, in the latter rains that be greater than the former rains? What about when God in Malachi pours out a blessing on His people? Can you stand it when the rain comes in like a flood and you don't crack and you don't break and you just open up the heavens and He pours it out And you're standing there victorious in who He is and what He has for you. I'm not talking about a a rain and a flood that comes to cast you away and uh, make your life miserable. I'm talking about the blessings poured out from heaven. Can you handle them? Or do you got to have a thorn in your side, Paul, so that you don't lift yourself up and think too highly of yourself than you should think because the Lord's done great things in your life. Uh, Amen. The Lord's doing great things in your life. Thank you. That's what He wants you. He don't want you to be scared to death of a flood. He wants to pour out the blessings and you'll be able to stand under it. Hallelujah. That's the kind of foundation. That's the kind of foundation that He wants to do. And that's what He's pouring into His church today. And this river that's coming is designed to come listen to this and out of your belly flow. Out of your belly flow rivers of living water. Living water. As Chris comes, I want to tell you something. The guy in the other house, he didn't die. The Bible don't say that he died when the flood came. It just said his house was washed away. (laughs) Brothers and sisters, I just want to tell you that there's some hurting people out there that are watching you stand. And they are watching the floods come and you do this. They are watching the rains come and you do this. They are watching the wind come and you do this. And when it's all said and done, I hope that you're doing this. Come and you can stay with us. This is how we did it. This is how we made it. We love you if you need anything. We love you if you need anything. This is how we did. And I pray that your sons and daughters, just as my sons and daughters say, listen, I, I I know that we can build a little quicker than this, but if we don't dig down deep, it won't make it. It won't make it. I mean I I, I know that we can we can have, we live in that generation, I can have it now. But if we don't learn about, if we don't dig deep. How deep are you willing? That's the question. How deep will you dig to get what He wants? Sometimes I had to lay it out there all for Him. But Chris, is it easy? Is it worth it?